Oh my god, that theme tune. Seriously. Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where each episode we're looking back at the cartoons that shaped our childhood. If you hadn't guessed already from that theme tune, it is Muppet Babies this week. It's, yeah. it's just one of the best theme tunes, I think. It, it is. Um, I've It's one of those, a lot of the shows we do, I, I don't remember the theme tune until we start watching the show back. That's not the case here. This is always in my fucking head. It has been for years. Me too. Um, it's weird. I knew every word. Yeah, I didn't have I a didn't know I knew all. the words. E- but e- I do. Even to the, the point where Nanny comes in, everything around here, kids? Yes, Nanny. And he goes yeah. straight back into it. That's always been in my head. And I, I love it. But this, I was talking to um, Tori earlier on, and this was actually my first introduction to the Muppets, this show. So it's always going to have a really, really special place in my heart because I love the Muppets. I always have. But it's because of this fucking show. Do you know, I'm not sure that might be the case for me as well. I'm not sure because, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Muppet fan. I think we've discussed that on the on the show before. Um, but yeah, maybe Muppet Babies was my first exposure to them. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was for me because I, I remember when I first then saw um, the Muppet films and I saw the actual Muppets. I was like, what the fuck is this? It's it's the same characters. I recognise them, but they're not drawn. What's going on? And it's you know, obviously I, I would have been about fucking five or six or something at the time. I would have then seen stuff, so it didn't. No, it, it wasn't a case of it really. No, it, it really upset me or anything. It's just like I didn't really understand because I was expecting. Well, somebody said about I think it might be Muppets Christmas Carols, and I was like, I was expecting Muppet Babies. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think maybe I'd had some exposure to Muppets um, via Sesame Street, um, but. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, them up bits oh. of you know, the, the characters, the Kermit and Piggy and stuff. I hadn't experienced those. Like I'd seen Sesame Street, but I, I didn't have the um the the baggage with the Muppets. No, no, oh, this even if I didn't have the baggage with with the Muppets, this was certainly, yeah, this is certainly my first like major exposure to them. Even if I had maybe seen them somewhere before, obviously, again, as we keep saying, I'm just that little bit older. And I, yeah. I kind of think maybe I did sort of know who the Muppets were, but they weren't a thing for me. Um, yeah. Whereas after Muppet Babies, they absolutely were. I adored this show. Yes. Absolutely adored it. Um, it spoke to me uh, as a child on many, many levels. Uh, I've always been, or at least I like to think that I've always been uh, quite an imaginative person. Yeah. Um, I was an only child, which which led me to <laughs> have a pretty fantastical imagination because I had nobody else to play with. Um, and so this sorry, was... I haven't got my violin. Sorry, mate. <laughs> this was a show all about that. You know, this was whereas obviously the, all of the babies have each other to play with. You know, I, I would quite frequently set up my own little imaginary adventures with my He-Man figures and yeah. my Transformers and things. And I would be doing it on my own because I had no one to do it with. So I always kind of lived in my imagination as a kid. And this was the first show. It, obviously, you see it all the time in kids show now. Everything's always about the importance of imagination and creative play and things like that. But 
this was the first show that I can think of where that was really front loaded. Um, it would it would come later in things like Fantastic Max as well. Yeah, but especially in Muppet Babies, like it's it is all about their imagination and they use that as a springboard for it, all of these it, different spoofs and parodies. They do, and like we talked about when we did um, Rugrats way back when, um, very similar thing to that. It's a lot of it. There is there's very similar devices here, whereby they overhear Nanny talking about something, they completely get the wrong end of the fucking stick, and then they go off on some fucking fantastical um, journey amongst themselves. And then no, by the end of it, it gets, starts to get a bit scary, starts to get a bit real, and it dissolves back into the real world. So they're not no, they're not actually no, it's not actually that that bad. Um, and I think. Without sh- without this show, there are a lot of shows that wouldn't exist. I think there are a lot of things that owe a lot of their creative style to this show. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think the same can be said for a lot of Jim Henson product, to yeah. be fair. Um, the man was a genius. Um, and, and yeah, this, this kind of does illustrate that. Um, Certainly, as I say, you, you get things like Fantastic Max, which played on the imagination thing. You, you go through the Rugrats, and yeah, I think you're right. Rug, you probably don't get Rugrats without yeah, it, babies, I mean, especially the sort of the the very watered down film parodies. Um, yeah, that you got in those sometimes. You, you, again, that was an absolute staple of the show. Uh, yeah, it really was, um, I, and that was the thing that always i think that was the thing that always drew me in anyway it's certainly one of the things i remembered obviously besides the theme song was the kind of mixed media approach that they took yeah. where like they would take but they wouldn't they wouldn't use like like old silent films and stuff like that exclusively like they would use some of those as well but like they used to show clips from star wars oh yeah and, it was all like modern blockbuster shit it was no a case of well we can get the rights to this so we'll spend a bit of money but we'll no, we'll get the show out there um, yeah, they did Star Wars. I think they might have done Indiana Jones as well, possibly. They definitely did Indiana Jones. I remember that very fondly because Kermit was dressed as Indiana Jones. That's right, yeah. Um, the Ghostbusters as well. I don't remember the Ghostbusters one, but I've just got the Wikipedia in front of me. Like they, I mean, they did They did loads of this. I mean, they had... I'm not going to do the math. Where's the fucking page? Um, but they had eight seasons with 100, wow. 107 episodes. And, they, I mean, it's difficult to judge because they... When it was actually broadcast, they did them as 30 and sometimes 60-minute blocks. So you might have had like three episodes a week, some weeks. I always um, remember Muppet Babies being like an hour show. Yeah, I remember yeah. having two back-to-back episodes. Yeah, um, I think it was they can, um, on CBS, they cancelled. I want to I say they had um, uh, something lined up and it got cancelled before it even aired. And so they had to, they, they had to then go up and put, um, put something else in so they, they just stuck more Muppet Babies on. Um, I can't remember what it was. Now I read it earlier, and I can't remember now. Um, it's like it might be garbage pail kids or something like that. But it was, let's say, something was scheduled, and then they it got pulled. And Henson and went, uh, yeah, fuck it, we'll do more content. Yeah, great, why not? Um, and they, they threw out. I can't find the bloody. Um, I can't find the link I had earlier on now. But um, yeah, there was some. Basically, there was something that got cancelled, and they went, yeah, fuck it, we'll just take the, uh, we'll take that slot. Yeah, I mean, I I had no idea there was there was that many seasons, but it certainly seemed. But and I mean, I'm going back. I was fairly young when when this was on, well, um, was, but was, I can remember it being constantly on. Yeah, it was so. it was eighty four in um it was eighty four in the states, so it would have been eighty four eighty five here. Let's see if there's dates for it. Um, that sounds about right because I remember as a young child, so I would have been sort of five six. 
somewhere yeah, I mean, around I'd, there. I'd, I'd have been too young for that. Uh, I've got distribution, they haven't got broadcast. That's annoying. I, I think that sounds about right. I think I would have been sort of five or six. So I remember not just loving the show, but also having lots of toys, um, having books. I remember there being a series of books as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, there was all sorts. Um, there was a hell of a lot of merch for this. Um, and it's looking back on it now, it is of its age, I think. Um, but certainly then at the time, I just remember it being. And and I say I remember it like I was five or six, so I mean I I remember fucking very little. Um, mm. But when I sort of before rewatching this, when I just kind of cast my mind back, it stuck out to me, you know, just how vibrant and colourful and stuff it, it was. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it kind of still looks like that now. It looks rough around the edges now, but the colours are still popping. You they know, are, it's, still, it's still a good looking show. It is, and like the one one of the things I've always remembered. Don't fucking ask me why. Is nanny's outfit the purple sweater and the um the, the green and white socks or leggings wherever they are for whatever reason whenever i think of this show that's the first thing i think of is now the fact that you don't see this woman's head and her face you just see her from the just sort of just above the waist down yeah no and that's quite a tropey thing for cartoons as well obviously you famously get it in tom and jerry as well yeah. um and a lot of sort of particularly um sort of anthropomorphic anthropomorphic cartoons excuse me put my teeth in um of that area and um and also these sort of baby cartoons that is a device that's used again and again and again now it probably originated with uh tom and jerry i would imagine yeah, um but to me it is always a muppet baby's device well it and always I'm, will be i mean it's the I first thing i think of when i see that happen yeah same here and i don't know whether that's because it's the first thing i remember seeing that did that or because the uh, with them with Tom and Jerry certainly there were different people that could have been. No, there, I mean, I think there was what no, there was one where a woman was in high heels and a, a long dress. There was another one where the woman was in like you know, flash shoes. It was like a housekeeper or something like that. So they were all it was ne- and it was a different voice. So it was never consistent. Whereas with Muppet Babies, it was always nanny. It was always the same voice. It was always the same sneakers, the same trousers, leggings, whatever the fuck they were, uh, the same you know, the same top. So it's it's always a case of them. You, you're always going to remember that because it's it gets ingrained by the fact, by the fact you see it 107 fucking times. Um, so yeah, I always you know, whenever I see that, I always think of this, and whenever I think of Muppet Babies, that image pops into my head for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I always remember it too. Um, it's it's kind of weird though, isn't it? In that, like, yeah, we'll we'll think of Nanny, and and she is her own character, so she yeah. doesn't exist in any other Muppets media, so it's easy to associate her with the show. But then. When I think of any other Muppet, apart from Rolf, I don't think of the Muppet Babies version. Yet, whenever I think of Rolf, I think of the Muppet Babies version. I don't know why that is. It is bizarre, isn't it? I'm, I'm the same. Um, yeah, I I had, I was bought a drum kit one Christmas, um, and it, it was a Muppet Babies one, and it had uh, Rolf on it, because obviously he was the musical one. And so I always associate, I will always associate him with Muppet Babies. Um, but yeah, the others I will always see in their Muppet form first. And when I see both in the Muppets, I'm looking, I'm looking, I have to look at him twice going, oh, He looks yeah. weird, doesn't he? As yeah. As actual Muppet, he looks weird. I don't know why that is. He looks like a fucking deranged bungle we put a picture of uh, a couple yeah. months ago. He just doesn't look right. And I think I've... that because the rest of them are slightly... A slightly exaggerated, like no Kermit. Okay, he's a frog, and he has like from frog. He's a anthropomorphized. Yes, got you too. Fuck, it's not just me. He's a 
mutated frog. You know, it's 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 humanoid, but with a frog's head. But you no, know, the arms are, you know, they're are long and thin. You no, know, they're not like you no. Know, it's not like a frog. Where oh my god, I've never thought of Kermit as humanoid with a frog head, and now yeah. you've said it, it disturbs weird. me. Whereas in Muppet Babies, he was you no know, more curved and things were more proportional to what you'd expect. Um, but he he always looks like Kermit because he doesn't look like he doesn't look like an actual frog. Piggy looks again like a no, it's it's a pig's head and a pig's face. And arms with throat, but again, it's 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 a human, no, it's a human esque body. Rolf just looks fucking weird. I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't. It doesn't look like he fits in with the other Muppets, but he doesn't look like he's wrong either. And it just, I, I can't put my finger on what it is. Or something throws me about it every time I see him. In the in actual Muppet form, I think what it is is that the neck of the of the Muppet is long. Rolf's mm. neck is long, and because he has long ears as well, it, it accentuates that. Right, um, and and that I think is why it always looks weird to me. And then he has a weirdly round head as well, um, but he he looks fine in Muppet Baby form. Yeah, it's weird. But I think that I, I do. I think the neck is shortened. I think it's it's a bit more in keeping with the others. Yeah, I, and I think maybe as well, it's just because music is such a key part of the show for Muppet yes. Babies. I mean, music's important to the Muppets as well, but the Muppets would have musical numbers that would be sort of set pieces because it was a variety show yes so they would cut to a set and you wouldn't necessarily see the musicians whereas in muppet babies most of the time because they were playing the music would always uh, and the instruments would be incorporated into the world so you would often see rolf playing the piano yeah. as part of that song so i think maybe he got more screen time is possibly what it was as well possibly yeah Quite possibly, um, but yeah, it's 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 bizarre, isn't it? And I think, I mean, I I've not had a chance to rewatch any of these, but I don't really need to. It's one of those. I mean, we've talked about it several times in the past, whereby there are some things you just remember. There are some bits that stand out and jump out, and you don't need to go back and look at it. I would love to, and I probably will at some point when I get time, go back and watch some of these. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's sort of, as we're talking about things, I'm th- I'm 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 remembering things as we're going on, thinking. Yeah, I don't need to rewatch that. I, I, I can, I can talk about. It. I can talk about the fact they did Star Wars episode and the Ghostbusters episode and things like that. But also, there's one I always remember um, because it's so fucking stupid, um, and it's kind of like it's it's kind of the way that Rugrats would have done it as well. That um, they overhear Nanny on the phone and she's trying to she's donating one of her armchairs to charity, basically, and she's on the phone trying to decide which one to to get rid of. And they overhear her, and because of the way she's describing it, that it's it's brown, it's soft, it's it's no, it's tall. They assume she's talking about Fozzie and getting rid of Fozzie. And they then have this whole thing whereby they're trying to save him. Um, and they go on, you know, they have this whole sort of mini eventual as they always do. And I don't know what it is about that episode, but that's been seared in for fucking years. Maybe you have fear of being thrown away. Maybe there is that. Uh, well, maybe, explain a lot. Maybe you're like me and you realize that Fozzie Bear is not just the worst Muppet but also one of the most annoying characters ever created in the history of popular media. How can you um, not love Waka Waka Waka? Come on. I fucking hate Fozzie Bear. I mean, to be fair, it's, it sounds like it sounds like a, a suburb in Australia. But, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. it's the noise Pac-Man makes, isn't it? That's what it is. Oh, fucking hell. But yeah, That's what it is. It's that, the noise Pac-Man makes, except he, he vocalises it. I, yeah. I fucking hate Fozzie Bear. He's the only Muppet I absolutely can't stand. He makes my skin crawl. I hate him. I, I, don't, I don't know why. This is, totally, this is totally irrational, and I'm aware of that. But I fucking hate Fozzie Bear. 
Yeah, I don't know what it is. I can't work out um, what it is. I mean, as a, an actual Muppet, I don't mind him so much, but the, the Muppet Babies version is very annoying. Um, that and the rubber chicken, which I'm assuming is supposed to be Camilla. That's Camilla, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, again, it's just, yeah, he's fucking annoying. He doesn't, I think that because the Muppet characters were established already, I think trying to keep them sort of where they were, but no, obviously make them childish versions of the rest of it. I think because Fozzie's such a fucking useless character anyway, it was very difficult to dumb him down enough for kids. So they just turned him into a fucking sound machine. Yeah. Um, he's just a twat. He's the Theon Greyjoy of the Muppets. Um, <laughs> he's just an he's not that. He's twat. not that bad. Uh, no, nobody's that, that bad. bad. No, there, there isn't. There's no Muppet. That I mean, bad. he's not evil or vindictive. At least he's just fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, sorry. I think um, I, the rubber chicken you're talking about. Actually, no, that's not Camilla. I realised that after I said it. Camilla is an actual character in Muppet Babies. Gonzo does have a Camilla. Um, oh right, yes, of course. Fozzie's yeah. rubber chicken, of course, is, is something entirely different. Um, sorry, I'm getting Muppets nerdy now. Um, yeah, it's kind <laughs> but, of the point of the show. Yeah, but um, yeah, Camilla's actually in it. Gonzo himself is a great character in Muppet Babies, as he is anyway. Um, And there are, you know, a lot of the other Muppets do randomly pop up as well. They vary in ages. They're not necessarily all babies. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you do see the likes of Chef. You see see some of Dr. Teeth in the band. You see, I think, I remember Janice being in it, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the rest of the band, but I definitely remember Janice being in it. Yeah. Um, um, as well as that, I mean, I'd forgotten that they'd made um, Skeeter as well. Yeah. Do you know what? I have rewatched Muppet Babies only a handful of episodes, but like you, I didn't feel like I needed to. Mm. Um, however, I did. I tracked it down and rewatched it. Um, and for as much as I remember it, until she popped up on screen, I went, "Oh yeah." is Skeeter because I had totally forgotten she ever existed uh, she what? just kind of blended with Scooter in my memory to well, be honest the, the problem with Skeeter is that Skeeter only exists in Muppet Babies yes that's the thing because she's not a Muppet yeah she never appeared in any other um, she was never live action Muppet she never appears in anything else they, they include her because they, they felt they needed another female character um, so they, they sort of wrote her in but then they never converted her to an, being an actual Muppet she never got the promotion um, and then we got Walter instead, which, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she is just too too similar to Scooter, isn't she? That's the problem. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we necessarily got Walter instead, but we no. ended up I with mean, Walter. Yeah, yeah, Walter was the next one they added. It was just a while later. Does Walter actually do anything since those films? I don't. I have no idea. Like, he's not being utilised anywhere else, is he? He's not become like a popularist Muppet. I don't know. Was it, they had the, the they had a Muppet show, didn't they, a couple of years ago? Um they did, they became, but it got shit canned, didn't it? Very quickly. Yeah, it, it had like half a se- half a season run, and then it got cancelled. But I'm sure he was in that. Okay, so he did go on and do other stuff. Then. Yeah, yeah, he he he's part. He's he's canon now. He's like back a proper muppet. Oh, that's a shame because he's shit. Yeah, I think the yeah we'll 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 not go on to that because the Muppets movie is a different thing, and I have some issues with that. But I'm not going to let it spoil Muppet Babies for me. Uh, no, um, I don't have too many issues with it, but yeah, we won't we won't go into that then. Um, so yeah, I did rewatch it. Um, now I've got to be honest, it's not as good as I remember it. Um, it's not terrible by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but the episodes I rewatched anyway, it was very throwaway, which I guess is what 
you get when you have an episodic show that doesn't really have an arc and delves into this yeah. imagination field. You know, it's very much set up for every episode to be something different. And the gag always sort of revolves around, okay, this week it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, this week it's Star Wars, this week it's Snow White, this week it's whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Um, almost, I guess, in keeping with the Muppet theme, you know, in, in as much as the Muppets was a variety show, yeah. you know, this was an, an episodic comedy show. It was a sitcom, I guess, you know, yeah. rather I mean, than it, it, anything else. Yeah, but it, again, it kind of fits with what kids were, were and are still watching as well. I mean, certainly not. 60 90 minutes worth at, at the moment but you know it's it is throwaway it's, it's one and done you don't need to be able to follow an arc because you can watch an episode you, you can put your kids down in front of it or you no know, let's be honest sit down with them because it's my bits um but you can you, know, you can you can just get on with it and then at the end of it it doesn't really matter if you remember what's got what happened last week because it's a, a brand new show this week and it's a different adventure and that's what certainly younger kids is what they need because they they, they it's not as easy to follow an arc it's not as easy to remember what's going on so at least this way they're being immersed in story. They're being um, encouraged to use their imagination, shown how to do imaginative play. I mean, I mean, certainly in this country now, the first sort of uh, the first two two and a half years of, of school now, the, the the foundation phase, a lot of it is learning through play, learning through activity rather than some. I mean, I remember when I was in sort of nursery in reception, so age you now three four, doing flashcards with letters and stuff on them. Whereas now that's all done through um, with through games instead, and then and a lot of the stuff they do in the classroom is all game based so it's 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 a, a lot of this sort of stuff with tv it's, it reflects how how teaching is done um so i think it's it's not necessarily a bad thing i think that trying to put any sort of through arc on this would make an entirely different show um and i think it would pro- I, I i think it, part of the appeal is that if you like star wars there's a star wars episode if you like indiana jones there's an indiana jones episode if you don't then next week will be something completely different and you can kind of follow that instead yeah, I think you're right. Um, it, it certainly is that. It was part of the appeal for me as a child, definitely, as I say, that that and the whole kind of mixed media thing. And it was always adventures, you know, and, and stuff that I was interested in. Mm. Um, now, as an adult, it it feels dated. Um, but it will, you know, it's because because it's it's a contemporaneous show making popular culture references. It's yeah. always going to be dated. And like stuff like Family Guy dates um, much the same way because they make... A lot of jokes, South Park, the same. They make jokes that are kind of topical at the time. So, yeah. I mean, South Park certainly means, I mean, the, the whole thing of South Park is they, they they write it and make it in a week. So they can keep on top of stuff that's going on in the world. And I think um, I think in 2001, I think the the it was possibly the September 12th or September 20th episode was called Osama Bin Laden Has Farty Pants because they were responding to 9-11. Um, and it allowed them to do that. But a lot of these shows, it, it because it's... The side effect of that is things do become very dated. So they're relying on Star Wars, whereas people who are watching Muppet Babies now would think, well, hang on, that's not fucking Star Wars. Star Wars is Force Awakens and stuff like that. Whereas they're talking about Empire Strikes Back and it, it won't mean anything. So it's, I mean, it's it's, it's always going to date quite badly. And like, I mean, just looking at stuff that came out well, after we were kids with some stuff that we would have been watching 10 years ago, you look at stuff in that and you think, well, fuck, you know, smartphones were only just becoming a thing and the internet wasn't anywhere near what it is now. You know, I mean, so I mean, if you think back to when, when we were watching stuff, I mean, they didn't even have you know, computers were you know, are such a rarity, and now everybody's got fucking computers in their pocket. So because things have moved on so much, it's very easy for stuff to become dated. Um, and if you look, you know, if you look at the the content, yes, it's dated, but the themes are there, and so the way it's put together are pretty much timeless. 
Um, I'm not so sure. Uh, I, I think you're definitely right in that, you know, the pop culture references date it. Um, they certainly do. But then I think when you look at something that, you know, I'm trying to think of something similar of this era now. Um, one of the nearest things I can compare it to, even though it came slightly later, I guess, is, is Animaniacs. Um, in that it was a similar kind of just off the wall kind of show and could go anywhere and, and tell sort of individual stories. Um, but I think part of the reason that that isn't quite as dated as this, um, and don't get me wrong, Animaniacs does date itself with its pop culture references as well, mm. um, is just that there was a little bit of character development there. And, and even if that was just coming, you know, in the in-between segments with things like Pinky and the Brain and things. Mm. Um, so you either kind of need something like that to, to hang it on, or if you're not going to date it, what you need to do is just set it in some sort of ultimate universe entirely, you know, and, and not anchor it by pop culture, you know, see something like, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I can't compare it to a, to an action show but i guess if if we look at something like um the early nicktoons and, and not like yeah. rats mm, but you yeah. know we, things like doug for instance don't date in quite the same way they've got sort of a, a timeless feel to them uh, because they're not reliant on pop culture um so so that was slightly you know i mean it's it's fine for me because I was there when all of this stuff was was happening. You know, yeah. this is my pop culture that it's still making fun of. Um, same as I still draw on pop culture of the 80s and 90s as well, rather than modern day pop culture. But I think I think for for anybody younger than us, I don't think there's much for them to see here, unfortunately, um, which, which is a shame because it's the Muppets. So you always mm. want to say, watch it because it's the Muppets, you know? Yeah. So no. it, it's it's a, <clears throat> I was slightly disappointed with it is what I'm saying. Um not to the level that I've been, you know, disappointed with some of the other stuff that we've watched. It certainly isn't bad by any stretch. Um but it was just ever so slightly disappointed. And I think part of that again comes from the fact that it's a show that I loved enormously and sometimes those are the ones that turn out, you know, to yeah. age the, the worst for us just be and, and it's often then these little sleeper hits that we watch less of but we're vaguely aware of that turn out to be very good so yeah no, maybe i, I set myself up for a fall there i don't know maybe i mean i'm i'm disappointed i didn't get a chance to to rewatch. i mean it's been just one of those fucking weeks unfortunately um but yeah so i'm, I'm disappointed in that and i think that unfortunately now having had this conversation when i do go back and watch i'll be thinking i'll be looking for that and things will start to jump out of me, and I think that's all. That's unfortunately that's the nature of doing this sort of show is that inevitably you will you will find yourself disappointed because you'll notice things you've never noticed before. Um, but I think for me, I say the, a big part of it is that let's say it, it it is it is still the Muppets, and yes, okay, the let's say, excuse me, the the content is dated, and you'll find that everywhere. I mean, we are talking something that's nearly forty years old, um, but. A lot of the themes are universal, and a lot of the themes are like things that where they're looking at um, you know, kids using imagination. They you know they learn the value of kindness, the value of teamwork, and stuff like that. That sort of stuff, it's still relevant, and I think that you could put that in front of kids now, and a lot of it will translate. And yes, okay, they'd be looking for fucking I don't know, talking dogs with cars and shit like that. But you know, a lot of a lot of what you're talking about would still would still be would still matter to them. 
and I think they I think they'd get it. So I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not sure it I'm not sure whether it would uh, whether it work or not. I may try it on my kids. I'm I'm all for experimenting on them. Uh, yeah, give it a go. I I'd be curious. I think they'll respond to the colours, and yeah. I think they'll respond fairly well to the humor it is funny yeah. it's still funny you know it's a, i mean it's the fucking muppets of course it's funny you know the episodes i watched did have me laughing um, and it's still handsome muppets as well which is always, always about yes it, it's just those pop culture references i think some of them will really be lost um so although to be fair i mean i've I, i've always found that with the muppets anyway a lot of their cultural references are slightly off off kilter anyway so i mean some of them are a little left to feel to begin with yeah true so that, that's so, always uh, that's always a difficult one with the Muppets. Yeah, so I mean there is there is that to it. Um, most of the episodes that I've rewatched have been quite early, so mm. whether there's any kind of noticeable decline in quality, I don't know. Um, there is certainly I've not watched it, but there is certainly a notable decline in quality when you look at the rebooted Muppet oh, Babies. God, I've yeah, not watched I'm... it, but I have seen stills, and <laughs> that'll do me. Thanks. I've I've seen. I think I saw, I saw half an episode. Um, I said we don't have Sky, so I don't get to watch it like that, thankfully. Um, but I, um, Jess was down at my mum's, and I went to pick her up, and it was on. And I think the channel had been on all day, and they'd be flitting in, in and out of the TV and stuff like that, so it was fine. But I sat down. I, I remember texting him at the time, going, "Oh, there's a Muppet Babies reboot. I've not seen this. This is no. This no, this looks promising." And within about thirty seconds, I went, "Scrap that. It's fucking bullshit." Yeah, I mean, there's uh, new characters as well, isn't there? Which is annoying because there's enough characters already. Well, Thanks. that's it. You've got an entire universe. I mean, there's an entire encyclopedia of Muppets characters. You don't need to add new ones. Um, you just kind of adapt different ones from what you've already got. Um, so, yeah, that was frustrating. And, yeah, it's just much the same as a lot of stuff is now. It's it's aimed at a far less attentive audience. It's aimed at a far dumber audience, which I think is unfair to kids. Um, but, yeah, it's just the same as a lot of a lot of mass-produced Disney stuff now, it's a little bit insulting, and it just kind of pisses on whatever legacy it has. And they, they do new stuff. I mean, they've, you know, they've got some new shows which are pretty good. They've got some which are bloody awful. And then they've got some where they're, they're repurposing old properties again. Um, and it just doesn't work because they're not putting the effort in. They're, just got, they're trying to cash in the characters. So you've got like, you know, stuff like, um, no, you've got all the, the core um, the core characters in um, Mickey you know, Mickey's Roadster, Roadster Races or something like that. And again, it's you no. Know, you could do that show with a, a show about races with any characters. No, it's fucking wacky races at the end of the day. You don't yeah. need you don't need Mickey and Co in it. But again, it's just another vehicle for no pun intended. Another vehicle for them. Another way to get more to get more exposure, get more cash out. And I, I get the same feeling with Muppet Babies. They've gone. Oh no, we'll 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 reboot this because people will watch it because people love the Muppets. That our, our last TV show did really well. Tumbleweed. Um, and it yeah, it's just one of those. It's just. It feels that like not enough effort has gone into it, and as a result, the product is just really fucking bad. And if I was if I was a kid watching it now, in thirty plus years time, I won't I wouldn't be sitting doing a podcast about it. No, and it's also and this is not a high horse I climb on regularly. Um, I enjoy animation in all its forms, but it's also with the new Muppet Babies. It's they're so flatly rendered in CG. Mm, yeah. Whereas, you know, as I said, the, the colours involved in the original show and just the general charm in the animation of the characters, they are so lovable and so charming and so beautifully animated. <coughs> and are. that's and a if you huge at, part of the show. It is. And if you look at I mean, I think, I've, again, I, I vaguely remember this. There's, there's an episode where Kermit is, no, Kermit, 
is effectively no, he's not. He's not the. He's not the lead. He's not. He's not doing as well as he knows. And he, there's a, a really sweet. Like I, I can still see it, and I don't. I think I'm imagining. But he, you no, know, he goes to to Nanny to be comforted, and he looks at her, and there's just this little twinkle, this little look on his face, which obviously has been drawn, and it's absolutely spot on. And you, I don't think there's enough expression or enough depth in the faces of the CG version to do something similar. This, this certainly not. And and like I say, this isn't me getting on a high horse. Some CG animation is very, very good. And some things particularly suited. But, and actually, yeah, a lot of this made-for-TV CG is guilty of it. Yeah. Um, it's just not up to snuff. And the, I've not seen the new Muppet Babies moving. So maybe they would convince me otherwise when I see them in animation. Uh, but to look at the I mean... stills, they're very, very flat. Yeah, I mean the actual animation itself, the movement is fine, the rent of the 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 the, um, the vocalization is fine. It's just yeah, they just don't look right, and I I have the same problem with like Mickey's Clubhouse and stuff like that as well. It's just not my Mickey Mouse. These aren't my Muppet Babies, and it because they don't look right, I've, I've, I have a, a difficult time engaging with them anyway. And then yeah, it's just one of those that be, between that and so the fact that you don't get the same depth, the same charm, the same character you got out of the originals. I really struggled with it. I mean, I, I watched an episode and I wanted to kill myself. Yeah, you know, I'm not, not... Put myself through that. I am yeah. not. I and, and like I said, I have a difficult time with Mickey's Clubhouse, but I'm slightly more accepting of those characters just because Disney is everywhere in my life. Well, it's and not. The, I mean, it's not. The characters I have exposure to them, so I've. I guess yeah. I've kind of got used to them. Whereas with Muppet Babies, as I say, I haven't. Plus, you know, Mickey's Clubhouse, if nothing else, has the Hot Diggity Dog song. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, I, that's probably a bad example because I, that's one of the better ones actually I engage with. But the characters just don't look right, and that's my no. the big, the big takeaway I have is that, and and I know it's a different style. They've gone from being hand drawn to being uh, to being CG and stuff. That I, I accept that that's progress and all the rest of it. It means they can means they can mass produce because they can make they can make wire models and make them do whatever as opposed to having to redraw and all the rest. Of it. I, I appreciate that, and that's fine. They just don't look right to me. No, I agree. There's just something about them trying to make them 3D just doesn't fucking work. I agree. And with Mickey's Clubhouse, Goofy, essentially, uh, especially, sorry, is, is the fucking stuff of nightmares. Oh, God. Yeah, he's horrific. Yeah, he really, really is. Um, but, you know, I think the thing is that with, with Mickey, and we've said this on the show before when, when we've talked about other characters as well, with Mickey, he's reinvented so often. Yeah. And there are so many iterations of him that it's fine because, you know, you don't like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, so you don't like Mickey and the Roadster Racers. That's fine because there's a totally different Mickey over here in the new shorts. And there's a totally different Mickey over here as hipster Mickey if you want it. And if you don't like that even, that's cool because here's some stuff with a classic looking Mickey. And they do that all the time. Whereas with Muppet Babies now, it's kind of, I almost feel like the old show is is pretty much being erased. Um, Even just, you know, I I do the artwork for these shows and, and as part of that, I need to get hold of the logos. And trying to find the original Muppets Baby logo, I won't say it was difficult because it wasn't. I still found it within a couple of clicks. But there is far more stuff for the new Muppet Babies than there is the old. Yeah. And that surprises me. Yeah, that that is um, that's a fair comment. And obviously, I mean, from from Disney's perspective, that's what they want because they want people to be engaging with the new stuff because then they'll go and buy the merch and they'll go they'll go and subscribe to Disney Life and all the rest of because they 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 want it. Um, so obviously from their perspective they don't want the old stuff around so much because it's going to get in the way of the new stuff and they're not going to make as much money off it um, so I can understand that but yeah it's it's difficult and especially the age we're in with the internet where 
to be fair, you can find pretty much fucking anything on the internet, apart from a particular piece of legislation I was looking for this week, but that's a different story. Um, but you can find more as any fucking thing on the internet if you look hard enough. But the more and more stuff gets rebooted, the more and more the original gets, as you said, it just gets phased out yeah. in favour of the new stuff. And it, it almost it's almost like it's erasing its own legacy, which I think is disappointing. And I think it's actually it's disgusting. It's very disrespectful, disrespectful to the original and the people who worked on it. But no, I mean, I, we've had this problem in the past on, on other episodes where trying to find episodes of stuff is just really fucking difficult because slowly but surely it's been chipped away to a point where another sort of five, ten years and you're not going to find half of it. Yeah, doing, I mean, I'm I, doing, doing this show is becoming a lot harder. Yeah, it is. I mean, I found Muppet Babies fairly easily. I didn't find good quality streams, mm. um, but I did find them. And Muppet Babies actually is especially difficult because there are no DVD re- releases, um, which, again, is is a problem due to the amount of footage they were using from yeah. Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Like There are licensing issues involved there. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were VHS releases, but, I mean, yeah. A, who does VHS, and also the VHS release here was more or less fuck all. I I had some VHSs. I think um, they did like six tapes or something like that. Yeah, I had some, and they were just random collections of episodes. But that's fine for this show. Yeah, um, yeah, you, you can know. get away with that for this. Yeah, so they are out there. They are on on YouTube, um, but the quality is not great. Um, no, you know, and like you say, yes, it does get more difficult. And I think you know one of the shows we've got coming up next. Um, I don't know if it's next or, or the one after that. Um, but looking at our list, I'm I'm already starting to wonder where the hell I'm going to find it. Yeah. Um, because it, it it is getting difficult. You know, this stuff is very slowly getting erased. And you know, I think this I think there's tremendously important work to be done in preserving this stuff. It is part oh, yeah, of definitely. culture. It's not a dumb cartoon. Um, no, I think the problem is as well that we, as somebody we went to film school with, um, went off to, to New York to work in film rest- in restoration, and she was, she had got herself a very lucrative gig. Um, I think it was with something at the American Film Institute, um, and basically her job was to um, catalogue and preserve um, old film reels, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's great for film, but nobody's doing that for TV. Nobody's going back and saying, right, we've got all this TV product that we need to fucking save somewhere. We need to do something with this. And stuff is just disappearing left and right. It is. And when it does get saved, they aren't treating it with respect. Um, I know I've gone off on this rant before as well, but see, for example, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and other shows of its ilk from the 90s yeah. where they are getting digitized, but they're not being properly upscaled. No, they're And not. they're not being... Like the aspect ratios are being expanded so that they fit modern TVs instead yeah. of just leaving them in four by three and letterboxing them. And it's horrible. You're not preserving the original product. You're preserving a watered down version of it, if you like. And that's yeah. that's kind of where we are with, with Muppet Babies when you look at it on YouTube in that the quality of the streams that are on YouTube is so bad yeah. that it's quite difficult to sort of see it at its full potential. Yeah. Um, and that is tremendously sad. And yes, it should be done with TV and especially with children's TV, um, because I think it gives you a good bead on what culture is doing. Um, yeah. Obviously, children's TV is a tremendous commercial cash cow. Yeah, so yeah. if you want to take the temperature of popular culture, that is the place to do it. What are we trying to sell to our children? What do we want the next generation to learn? Um, and so it is important to preserve this. We do it now for books. We do it for comics. We do it for film. We digitize all of that. And yeah. we should do it more with this stuff. And 
you've set me off on one now, but games are (laughs) equally as important as well. This happens with games too, where it's becoming increasingly difficult to find old games because all of a sudden people realize that nostalgia is a thing and they can make money off it. Um, And so many of these restoration projects get shut down and they're being run off to not-for-profit by people who just really love the product. Yeah. And look, if you want to make money out of it and shut them down, then that's fine. But then you have to do a fucking good job of it. Yeah. And that's that's not happening here, unfortunately. And it's, it's not happening with so many of the cartoons we look at. You know, even when we do get box sets of things, a lot of them are ropey. They really, really are. Yeah, I mean, um, I think particularly we, I think those initial talked, DVD releases of things. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we talked um, when we were looking at stuff like Chippendale and Gummy Bears, uh, might not be Gummy Bears, but it was something like that. Again, they've just been chucked onto the best format they can get. They've not really done the work with it. So you, you do get your frame rates aren't quite right. You do get you know, things that things slip, things don't just don't translate properly. And again, it's it means that if you would, no, I know you don't have kids, but if I was to say, right, okay, here, kids, here's Rescue Rangers on DVD. Um, they'd look at it and go, well, that's a bag of bollocks on that. I just yeah. don't fucking look right. And okay, when we were doing those, I had Disney Life, so I mean, it, they have made a bit more effort on that platform. Uh, to be fair, the Disney Life streams are excellent. They've done a lot um, of work on them. I think that's really good. Yeah. But I, even like the old stuff where you've got like the old, no, the, so the, the, the shorts from the 40s, 50s, 60s, they've even gone to the trouble of restoring those properly. Yeah, they're superb. Um, but it, again, it's, there's problems it's not with the streaming technology, I think, um, in yeah. that they, they could still be displayed in high resolution. But hopefully, with the eventual advent of Disney Plus when it comes to the UK in God knows how long, if we yeah. even are the UK by the time it hits us, um, uh, we won't be. Then, you know, hopefully that'll be sorted out. Um, but certainly at the moment, even on Disney, it is far superior quality to anything yeah. you're going to get on DVD because the restoration has been done carefully. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think they've realised. No, I mean the DVD releases for stuff like Rescue Rangers, that that was 15 years ago when they were okay. Well, people are still asking for it. DVD is the thing now because VHS has gone the way of the dodo. Um, so we need to do something just to get it out. Whereas by the time you get to you get to Disney Life and you're thinking, right, we've got Netflix, we've got Prime, we've got Hulu, we've got Disney, we've got all these other fucking things as well. If it looks like shit, people aren't going to pay for it. Whereas mm-hmm. once they buy the DVD, we've had our money, we don't really give a fuck, they can burn them for all we care, and um, apart from getting high on the fumes, we don't really care. Whereas if your your streaming service looks like shit, nobody's going to pay for it, nobody's going to renew it, and you're going to lose all your money. Yeah. So they've, they've spent the time and the effort doing it. Um, but unfortunately, it's one of those things that you can... You know, you can't pay you know, five quid for that and seven quid for or eight quid for Netflix and 10 quid for Prime and forget. No, there is a, there's so much choice now. There are so many services and so many services that offer unique things. You can't, you can't do them all. No, you can't, nobody can sustain that. Well, people can sustain that. But certainly, you know, working class clubs like us can't sustain all these products for an indefinite period because they cost too much fucking money. Yeah. Yeah. So, what I took out of all of that is somebody. Uh, copyright us before anybody gets in on the app. Somebody needs to set up one of these streaming services specifically for 80s and 90s nostalgia cartoons. Yeah. What I took from that is we're a pair of grumpy old cunts. I mean, there's that too. <laughs> I, you can take that from pretty much any show that we record, I think. Yeah, uh, I think that's this, fair. And this is the most positive of our shows, and we're still sounding like grumpy old cunts. So. It's, it's, it's rare to be sure. We're normally a bit more upbeat on this one, unless the show absolutely sucks. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a fair rant, but we should probably move on before we alienate the three people who are actually listening. Uh, yeah, so 
you know, I, I don't really have too much more to say. I, I mean, I've got a few things actually. I mean, I there's something I I I remembered in fragments, and I couldn't I couldn't place it. Um, and reading about it, I, I, it sort of jumped out at me then. I knew this came from Muppet State Manhattan. I'd read somewhere that you know, in Muppet State Manhattan, there's a sequence where they're young. Yes. Um, and there's yeah. the sequence where you know, um, Kermit and Piggy grew up together. And that, that was the inspiration for this show. Have them all as kids. Have, you know, have them growing up together and all the rest of so that I was did fine. not know that, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so that was, so that, was, that was the precursor for this show, was that they did it in Muppet State Manhattan. And they yeah. went, oh, fuck me, that's gold. And they ran with it. And they ran with it for seven fucking years, which is great. Um, what I hadn't, I mean, I remembered in dispatches, I didn't remember the details, but this, it was the second season. It went from being Muppet Babies to being Muppets, Babies and Monsters. I and have no recollection of that whatsoever. I, I can remember, like, carrot. no, I can remember the images and shit like that. I don't remember the actual fucking thing. Um, but in the second season, they did that. So um, it became Muppets, Babies and Monsters. The second half, I was dedicated to a new show called Jim Henson's Little, Little Muppet Monsters. Um, live action puppets and cartoons starring the adult Muppet characters. It lasted all of three weeks before Henson went, ah, fuck, I can't be bothered. So they they'd made, they'd, they pulled the, they'd made 18 episodes, and after three, Henson went, nah, you know what, just go back to Muppet Babies. What so was then, wrong so, with it? I don't know. Um, there's, no, there's nothing written about it to say what was wrong with it. I'll just click on the, um, the wiki link. Um, I have no recollection of this show at all. Um, maybe it didn't even make it to this country if it was that short-lived. It, it, well, it was it was the second it was the second half hour of um, of Muppet Babies for a while, um, but yeah, only three episodes um, only three episodes could play. There were there are there you go. There are three three releases. One uh, one in 1985 called In the Beginning, um, one called Space Cowboys, and one called the, the Great Boudini. And then there are there are ten unreleased episodes: High Mars, Monster Measles, Gonzo's Talent Hunt, Can't Stop the Music, Boo Monster, Ace Reporter, Feels Like Rain, Foo Foo Fooey. Um, uh, that's that's supposed to be Hong Kong for me because um, it's spelled the same. Um, Penguin for a day, Gunko and Mail Order Guest. I have no idea what the fucking thing was. It it's, there's nothing written about it other than it was done as part of um, Muppet Babies and then canned. News to me, but some of those episode titles sound fucking great. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so I mean that was something I sort of I remembered images but i didn't remember the context or anything of like that and it's only reading it i've gone oh yeah that kind of makes sense um i hadn't as we said i mean this show had 107 episodes i had no idea around for that long. i mean it was always on but again we've talked about this before there were so many shows that just feel like they were constantly on for the entire of our childhoods i mean this ran from in in the u.s it was i've got the dates so i have the dates in the uk but they won't be far out far out september september 15th 1984 all the way up to November second, nineteen ninety one. So I mean, this ran for over. Wow, seven years. it was that late. I didn't realize yeah. it was that late. And it, it ran in syndication until ninety three, ninety four in the states as well. Jeez, on, on CBS. Um, so I mean, yeah, this this thing had some legs. It really um, did. Yeah, well, these Muppets did. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Kermit has legs too. They just don't work because he got a hand up his ass. Yeah. Well, you, they, uh, they work well, now. Now Muppets can walk. They've got well, that. Yeah. Now. That's like Daleks going upstairs. It's not right. Yeah. Um, but. One thing I, mean, I was fair, actually... they cracked that in Muppet Christmas Carol. He's walking in that. Yeah, they did. That's to be fair, they yeah. did. One thing I do like actually, and I've I've heard this in many places, is that when you get um, the Muppets get booked for interviews and shit, and you are booking Kermit the Frog, you are not yes. allowed to yeah, engage. Yeah. The, you're not allowed to engage the guy with that with his hand up his ass. Puppeteers are weird about stuff like that, dude. It's not just Muppets. It's in but general. It, it, you it book is a but... puppeteer. You are booking that puppet. You are not yeah. booking. The... 
I, I remember it was on. I think it was on Radio One back in fucking Colin Murray's day. So I'm talking a good fifteen years ago. Um, but he he had um, Kermit and Piggy on the show, and he was saying that the day after that they were not. They weren't even allowed even off air. They were not allowed to address the puppeteers. It was you address Kermit. You ask Kermit. You ask Kermit if he wants a cup of tea. And if the puppeteer wants one, he'll say yes through Kermit. And then you know, it's 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 like even we, it's weird shit like that. Uh, which I, as a story I think is phenomenal, but it's got to be annoying. I love if, that. If, I, I do. I love it. But if you're booking a show, it's like, oh, I get it on air. So no, if we would say, right, we'll we'll get Kermit on because obviously we've got that sort of clout. I would I would expect during the you know, during the, the show during the conversation we are talking to Kermit. I get that. But then once once we start recording, if you no, know, if it's you know, Paul from number sixty two is actually doing the puppeting, I wouldn't mind having a chat with Paul. But I'm not allowed. I would find that really fucking weird. Yeah. I, I, I really love that. I love that idea that these characters exist. Um, there's always been something sort of vaguely magical to me about that um, in, in terms of obviously these characters existing, you know, outside of their wider universe. Yeah. And, and also when we talk about these these famous cartoon characters, you know, your Mickeys, your Bugsies, your Daffies and their ability to play roles. Uh, yeah. And so these are characters that exist that play roles, you know, and even down to, you know, it's no secret that I'm a huge um, Disney Parks nut as well. And even going into the parks, like I don't see, it's probably just more about me than anyone else, but I don't see a woman in a Mickey Mouse suit. I see Mickey Mouse, hmm. you know, I, I see that character. Um, I, I think there's something just really cool about that um, to just sort of embody these characters and bring them to life. And And it's no different it's no different to getting any other celebrity on your couch because don't don't kid yourself when you're doing a chat show and you're interviewing Tom Cruise, you're not interviewing Tom Cruise. No, of course you know you're you're interviewing no you're interviewing the the, the, persona, the persona of Tom Cruise yeah. is what you're interviewing. Yeah, that, that's right. I just I, I just find it fascinating that the lengths they go to. So I mean, when you no when you're interviewing it, no when well when you're speaking with uh, a celebrity or a personality, you 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 fully expect that. You know you're. You're interviewing Tom Cruise. You're not interviewing fucking Thomas Mabeth or whoever his fucking name was. You know, you're you're getting the the character. You know, you're getting the person he wants to portray. But to get to have have somebody being more or less fucking schizophrenic about the the oven mitt they, they're wearing, I just find it I find it hilarious. It's really cool, but I would find that really difficult to manage as well. I think it's one of those that as a, as an interviewer as a broadcaster, you would find that really difficult to actually keep, to keep that character going because it's not the sort. You no, know, you're not an actor. You're not used to dealing with these characters. You're used to dealing with people, even if the people are playing a role. So it's I don't know. I just think it'd be really difficult. It'd be funny as fuck, but I think it would be really difficult to do. I think that is part of what sets the Muppets apart um, from from any other kind of, of puppetry well yeah um, that's true I mean, even, they... even down to you know to the muppets that are used on mm. on sesame street and the human interactions with them i think the to be a muppeteer and not a puppeteer um i think there is definitely a level of skill that is expected from, oh, yeah, from the performance rather than just you're not you're not moving this puppet and just making sure it looks alive this is about embodying a role um on the on the recent dark crystal show um mm. that's just dropped on netflix if you watch the credits of that every character is credited to two performers there's yeah. the voice performer because they've got an all-star cast yeah and then there's the puppeteer yeah. You know, they are equally as important yeah. as, well, the, as the voice actor. You know, they, they embody those roles. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. I mean, one thing I, I do find quite fascinating as well, actually, is that with the Muppets, like 
well, also, you know, we, we know the puppets, we know they're controlled by puppeteers, Russia, but they're not, no, the puppeteers aren't famous. I'm sure in puppeting circles they are, but I don't know whose hands up Kermit's ass. I've got to, got to be honest, I don't know, I don't really care. But there was a thing a couple of years ago where Big Bird got replaced and everybody knew the actor. Like everybody knew who he was, they knew how long he'd been on the shows for it. And you people recognized him in the street and you know, people you know they were showing his face on stuff on stuff. You'd never get that with Muppets, you'd never get Kermit being broadcast like that. So I think I I do I think it's quite I say it's a fascinating topic, um, just in general, how how they're controlled and how and how they're managed. And I think that yeah, it's there's, there's so much behind it, I think. I I don't even think I'd scratch the surface of it really. Yeah, I mean it it is a weird I, I think perhaps you're right, maybe you do need to to move in the right circles. I mean, I, I can tell you who played Kermit and who plays Kermit now even because he was replaced not so long ago. It's a chap called Matt Vogel or Vogel, I want to say. Right. Um, there's me giving it the big end telling you I can tell him and I forgot the guy's surname. Actually, that um, is ringing a bell. <laughs> but I think it's Matt Vogel because um, they've replaced him recently. It was Steve Whitmere before that. Mm. And, of course, before that, it was Jim Henson yeah. um, himself. So... You know, I, I I can tell you that, and I think there are certain circles of people that if you're into this kind of stuff, you probably can. But yeah, you're absolutely right. To most people, they probably don't even know yeah, that Jim exactly. Henson used to be Kermit. Um, yeah, they know it, the it, name because it's above the marquee. Yeah, they don't it, realize it's not, it's not common trivia. It's not nothing that you know, Joe, Joe on the street knows. I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't have given you was it Steve Whitmer? said I I couldn't have given you his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matt Vogel. I think I think you're right. I, I vaguely remember that coming up recently, so that's that's probably it's a bad like, example. It's about, but it's about a year or maybe yeah. two years ago now they they changed it again. Um, but but yeah, there are there are some sort of superstar puppeteers, uh, mm. if you like. Um, but yeah, mostly you think of the character, don't you? You don't yeah. think of the person behind Kermit. You think of Kermit, and you do think of Kermit. I I certainly do anyway. Yeah. I, I see the Muppets as people in their own right, yeah. as, as characters. Yeah, that's right. And I think even, to be honest, I mean, certainly for me, like, you know, we've talked about, you know, the likes of you know, Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny, you know, they're, they're actors playing characters, you know, playing characters, playing roles and stuff. It's, it is easy to still see those as Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny and all the rest of it. But yeah, Kermit is Kermit, whatever he does. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, there's no separation of the fact that you know, Kermit in itself is a character who you know it, they they have to go out of their way to create. I think it's, yeah, let's say it's it's fascinating for me. Um, partly because I love puppets as well, but you know that's a different story. So do I, and we don't do enough shows that feature puppets. Um, no, um, I'm still waiting. Actually, our friend Helen, when I moved back from Australia in 2013, promised to make me a muppet of me. I'm still fucking waiting. Really, I will yeah. remind her of that. Yeah, I'm I'm still fucking waiting. Okay, I will remind her of that. Um, incidentally, if anyone out there can make muppets. Mark wants a Muppet. Yeah, I, w- I want a Muppet that looks like me. Um, but maybe, I don't know, a foot, 18 inches just tall. I'll, yeah. I'll pay for the materials and shit. I'm happy to do that. I mean, that's a lot of fucking felt, is all I'm saying. Well, yeah, but yeah. Make it, making it. a you is a lot of felt. <laughs> <laughs> you are a big, hairy man. That's a lot of felt. This is very um, true, but I'm not as big or as hairy as I used to be. I'll just point that out. You're still fucking tall. <laughs> But yeah, um, but yes, I am. I'm. I'm more than. I'm happy to pay for materials and shit within reason. I'm not. I'm not going to spend fucking thousands of dollars on this. But you know, I would quite like a me a, a scale model of me as a muppet. I think that would be fucking cool. Um, I think that would be fucking weird. But anyway, 
There you go. Um, so, yeah, we've gone down a rabbit hole into the actual Muppets. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think we were kind of done on Muppet Babies anyway, weren't we? I mean, there wasn't really a lot we, else we could have said about it. No, I, I think I, you hit it at the top of the show in that Muppet Babies led to a lifelong fascination with actual Muppets. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I've got if to nothing honest, else, I've got to be grateful to it for that because I can't imagine life without the Muppets. No, absolutely. And, I mean, beyond that, I mean, not just the Muppets, but looking at other muppet-based products and look at stuff like sesame sesame street's a bit different but the things that have come out there are things that have come out recently things like avenue q um what was the fucking film called um happy time murders which is Um, awful by the way don't be fooled it's awful it's everything i wanted it to be but it's fucking terrible um it may pop up on better than mario it's one of my suggestions it it certainly will i've only very recently watched it yeah same um but yeah it is an understatement yeah, it's it, it's this isn't the fucking show for it, but it's um, it has Muppets in it. It's a noir film. It's a, supposed to be a noir film. It has everything I should want from it, but it still let me down. Probably because Melissa McCarthy's the lead, but that's it, that's a it, different story. It's exactly that, but there's a whole other <laughs> podcast on it. Yeah, um, keep keep you uh, keep your ears peeled for that one. Better than Mario, um, but yeah, I yeah, you're right. I mean, I I feel I owe a lot to this show because this was where I got my into the Muppets, and without this, I don't know what. No, the Muppets are still. No, I I can say that you know Muppets are still cool. And if I if I at the time well, I would have been about three or four watching this, um, when it, when I when I was first watching it, if I'd seen these characters as live action characters, I'd have still been enthralled, same as I was with Sesame Street. But I don't know whether it had this, it had the same pull and the same longevity. We'll never know because no, it's in the past and it's a long fucking time ago, and I'm weird apparently. Um, but yeah, I I owe a lot to the show, and the the fact that I haven't had a chance to rewatch it, I think, is a good thing because. I haven't had a chance to be disappointed by it, but it's also a bad thing because I haven't seen the show in fucking years. And I think that now having the conversation we've just had over the last hour about some of the problems with it and some of the ways it hasn't really translated and hasn't really kept up, it hasn't really um, aged well. I think that's something that when I do now go back and watch it, that's something that's going to be on my mind. So that's always going to be a bit of a problem. And that's a problem we have with these shows a lot. If, you know, if we carry on watching stuff after we've had the conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I always remember the shows. I remember particular episodes, which is very rare for me. Um, I remember certainly a lot of the aesthetics, um, so a lot of the iconic, the iconic uh, images. And yeah, I mean, for me, I'm, this is something that I would just, I owe an awful lot of, not just my myself, my love of the Muppets, but an awful lot of the, the way my character has developed as a person, the way that my thought process, my humour, a lot of this stuff is derived from exposure to this stuff as a, as a very young child. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I could certainly say similar. Um, definitely looking back at some of the humour that's in this. As I say, there was there was moments in every episode that I watched that made me laugh. Mm. Um, so that's obviously carried through my life with me. Um, there are absolutely stupid, stupid jokes in there that I shouldn't find funny, but I do. And oh, are the, the kind of jokes that I would crack now. I was um, going to say, there, there's one you made on, on this week's Game of Moans, which wouldn't be out of place on a Muppet show. Yeah, as much I as I hate... Maybe was, I yeah. hate Fozzie because I see myself. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I think that, that may be a bit with me as well, just without it the stupid fucking hat. It was definitely a waka waka moment. It was. Um, and and that, that sometimes happens, but I just, you know, that's 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 something that's part of your that's part of your personality. That's something that, having grown up with it and being exposed to it at such an early age, that is yeah. something that it's always going to be in there. So I think that irrespective... I mean, that's, I haven't gone, been able to go back and watch it, but irrespective of that... I think there will always be part of me which will have to find this show entertaining, amusing, and funny, because without it, I a lot of my a lot of 
my entire makeup goes away. So a lot of the things I find funny now, I wouldn't without this show. Yeah, I I can totally see that. And like even down to, um, I'm not going to mention any names and none of them probably listen to this show anyway, but I'd still rather be safe. Um, There are certainly people in my life and people that I still meet on a daily basis that I will contextualize in the form of a Muppet. When I meet people, I can go, oh, she's a piggy. Uh, he's a gonzo. <laughs> yeah, you work with wrong people. I just, I just refer to people as idiots, monkeys, and cunts. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, could, I can totally characterize people. And that says a lot about the quality of the characterization and the writing. Um, yeah. When, and, and yes, you could say that belongs to the, the wider Muppet show. Um, but as we said, my first exposure to that was, you know, in any kind of major sense was here. And so that's where it started for me. So when yeah. I call someone a Rolf or a Fozzy or a Gonzo, um, and yes, I really am this weird listeners. I, I do do this not out loud, but I will internally, <laughs> I will internally, um, sort people into their Muppet archetype. Um, not everybody, just some people are very obviously a piggy yeah um, there's a follow-up to this conversation that needs to happen off air uh yeah <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not any of them i don't think i've i don't think i've but no i definitely haven't i don't have one for you oh, um but i haven't it, made enough of an impression yet uh no i i just don't think you're enough of a cunt in any real sense <laughs> not that all Muppets are cunts I really like Gonzos for instance I will gravitate towards them um, but yeah I, I just don't think you have any of the you're more of a complete package is what I'm trying to say um, much that, like that, that's, that's one of the nicest things I've heard all week so I'll take that yeah you're, you're more balanced than that but yeah I certainly can like compartmentalise people into their Muppet archetype and um, <laughs> That that's a weird thing to be able to do, but it's obviously because of the effect that this show and has has had on me. Yeah, and definitely. going back and watching it, it is not as good as I remember it. It is slightly more childish than I remember it being. I was hoping, and I say no, it's not more childish than I remember it being. It's exactly as I remember it being. But I was just hoping because of the love that that I've now had for the Muppets and the larger Muppet show. And it's broad ranging humor that does appeal to adults. I was kind of hoping yeah. for some of that here. And whilst I did find things funny, it was nowhere near as sophisticated as some of the stuff you get on the actual Muppet show. Um, so there was a level of disappointment there. However, there is also still a lot of good stuff. You know, this is a very well made show. The music is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the animation is great. The characters are wonderful. It's very colorful. Like, if you remember it, if you have the nostalgia for it, or if you have any love for the Muppets, then yes, absolutely, go back and stick a few episodes on. If nothing more, it'll give you a good nostalgia blast for an hour. But yeah, if you and you'll get that theme stuck. Yeah, you get that theme stuck in your head as well, which is you awesome. You will. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, if you come into it new, then I think maybe this isn't for you now. If this is, you know, I I don't think I'd expose anyone to this. Or recommend no. that anyone watch this now. No, I mean, if, if you if you're an adult coming to the Muppets for the first time, go to the fucking Muppets. Yes. You know, you know start with no, start with Muppet Treasure Island or Muppets Take Manhattan. Um, graduate to Muppets Christmas Carol, and then move into the newer stuff. Um, don't fucking start on no, don't start on this as an adult because it, it's probably not going to stack up. Because you will find it childish, and it will 
I think in much the same way as it endeared the Muppets to us because we were children, it will put you off the Muppets as an adult if this is your first exposure. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, yeah, in summation, I love and will always love Muppet Babies. Um, I would still watch it again if it popped up on my radar, if, if YouTube stuck it on an autoplay or if it was on telly. Yeah. I wouldn't bypass it. I'd sit down and take the nostalgia hit and it would give me a warm fuzzy. But out of choice... I'm not going to go reaching for this. I'm going to go reaching for the Muppets or another cartoon, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wrap up because my my throat is starting to swell up and I can't really talk anymore. Um, yeah, if you um, if you have an opinion on the show, if you remember the show, by all means, get in touch. I mean, we 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 love hearing from you guys. Um, this is going to go down as as with with, with yourself. It's one of my all time favourites. Um, so I'd love to know what people think of it, what people thought of it at the time. Um, if people are new to it, let's say what what their take is, we might be completely wrong. Um, but yeah, hit us up, um, the usual channels, um, at SMPD Pod on Twitter, um, with a double up, uh, double up podcast network on Facebook. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, um, where we've got past episodes of this show. We've got our other shows on there as well. Um, but yeah, until next time. Waka, waka, waka. Waka, waka, waka.